Hey everybody, it's Xander and this is the Ethereal Path Podcast. Let's get witchy. Xander, bruh, what are you doing, dude? You've been like recording like crazy. I know, right? Anywho, welcome to episode 22. I'm Xander. This is the Ethereal Path Podcast. And we got a whole bunch of things to cover today. Um, so first of all, happy first quarter to everybody out there. It is the first first quarter moon of 2023. Um, happened around uh, 10 o'clock this morning, actually. Uh, so if you are looking to do any sort of spell work that involves growing or growth potential or continuing on in certain journeys, um, expanding horizons, things of those nature, this is the perfect day to do any sort of spell work like that. Um, because as we know, the moon is still waxing. Um, it is progressing towards a full moon, which we're getting closer and closer to. Um, but we're also getting closer and closer to another major Sabbath, and that is in bulk. Um, now, first of all, I do need to apologize, and I do need to eat some crow, um, because I think in the last episode when we were talking about the Sabbaths, um, I was pronouncing it as embolic, and that is because I have had miswrote it down um, and misspelled it in my book of shadows and it took me 30 years to find it basically um, so yeah I feel like a fucking idiot for every time that I've said embolic but you know whatever that's fine that's cool um, no big deal nobody's ever bothered to correct me so whatever fuck y'all no I'm just kidding um, but anyway it is in bulk um, I checked it out through multiple sources and realized yeah I just I'm just an idiot and I threw an extra eye in there basically so what is in bulk um, and why are we celebrating it and what the hell is the purpose of it? So first of all, in bulk is the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. Um, so it's celebrated on February 1st, traditionally February 1st into February 2nd, because, um, you know, as you know, in Wicca, or you should know by now from listening to this podcast, you know, we tend to celebrate things, you know, during the day, but then we also celebrate things into the night as well. Um, and when I say into the night, you know, into and through the night, usually, um, you know, because a lot more Wiccan celebrations and rites and rituals and stuff are usually done under the moonlight. Um, so, anywho, I always say February 1st to 2nd. I kind of throw it out either way. Um, and it's ironic because I found out a little nugget of information today that I thought is another great, just, you know, fun little piece to share with everybody. So in my typical Xander style, I'm going to be super fucking dramatic about this. So sit back, hold on tight, and let me tell you a story. In the Celtic tradition, on February 1st, the day of Imbolc, the crone in her final form and in her final act, leaves her cottage in the woods to go out and gather firewood one last time. Now, why is this so important? Why do we care about a little old lady in the woods 
going out to get her last batch of firewood. Well, I'll tell you. If the weather is nice that day, she will be able to gather a lot. The wood is dry. The sun is bright. She can see clearly. She will be able to gather a lot of firewood. And this will last her through an extended winter. However, if it's snowy, rainy, gloomy, dark, hard to see, unkind weather, cold, forbidding, then she won't be able to gather as much. And legend has it that everyone prays for bad weather on this day. For bad weather means spring is coming soon rather than later. Okay, so before I started this next recording segment, I had to go back and listen to that with the music. Oh my god, I love myself, and I am so fucking dramatic. Um, but does that sound familiar? Um, especially what happens on February 2nd in a town that's about a couple hundred miles to my right? Um, like, legit, this is fucking Groundhog Day. Um, but it's, again, it's where, you know, the lines between our modern traditions and the traditions of old customs and old legends come into play. You know, like, literally, so the you know the story goes of in bulk and again this is how you know the wiccan tradition sees it is that you know again we have our goddess in her triple form of maiden mother and crone and during the spring equinox you know that is truly when you know since spring has arrived you know the maiden is here you know life is reborn you know all the all the good things that come with harvest and you know the beginnings of spring and all that but as we kind of touched on before, you know, the, you know, the, the goddess is currently in her crone form. Um, you know, she has left the god as her lover. The, um, you know, he's actually, he's actually died at this point. Um, you know, we have been through the beginnings of the rebirth at Yule. But, you know, the crone has one last act to perform. And that is, you know, the, the gathering of the firewood on February 1st, which is one of the reasons that fire is so representative of that day um is also known as candlemas for those who celebrate you know more western cultural religions um and we there's you know the, the patron saint of ireland her name can be pronounced as either breed or bridget um it just depends on you know which you know reading or which tradition you follow to make it easier i'm going to use breed just because it's the more traditional name um and i'm you know probably should have a little bit more of an irish accent or an irish like little to it but i'm not going to try to offend anybody with a faux accent so we're just going to go with breed and i'm going to americanize it and that's just going to be it um so anywho um one of the ways Breed is often symbolized is she is wearing a crown of candles, and they're usually four taper candles. Um, now, traditionally, in you know pictures and paintings and things that you see, the, the taper candles are white, but this is literally where the idea of the modern Advent wreath came from, and you know we've talked about this before that her crown literally is the, what morphed into the advent wreath and the only thing that really changed was the color and representation of the candles and it's always kind of funny to me that you know catholics always 
denounce, you know, any sort of, you know, mysticism or, you know, anything like that along with, you know, most other Christians, but yet they use symbolism in their own, you know, rituals. Like, you know, I grew up Roman Catholic and I do not remember straight out the gate what the colors represent, but I, I remember that the, you know, the three pinks and the one purple candle, the advent wreath, you know, they represent something and, you know, you like, a pink one, then you light a pink one, then you light the purple one, then you light the final pink one, you know, but there is, you know, a representation of what the colors mean. And like I said, it's just totally slipping my mind right now. And a good podcaster would, you know, take the time to, you know, pause and actually go look it up. Me, I'm just going to barrel through because fuck it, I really don't care. Um, but anywho, um, but, you know, so in essence, it's kind of color magic, yo, like it's, it's using colors to represent things, so uh, don't be too quick to judge there. But, you know, that's, a, again, a whole nother issue for a whole nother fucking day. Um, but, so anywho, so going back to, you know, Breed, the she is the patron saint of Ireland, or uh, the patr patroness saint of Ireland, I should say. Um, in the fact that, you know, she is representative of, you know basically um the start of the harvest the start of springtime you know the rebringing of light into the world um you know, so again this is why light and fire are so um you know traditional on this this sabbath you know not necessarily as much as you know like beltane which is you know straight up like let's you know burn this fucker down um but you know light and fire in the form of you know candles and you know lighting the path home for you know the crone so she can be you know reborn into the goddess um in the maiden form and you know the cycle can begin again anew um, but so again, you know, it's, it's these things that we celebrate during in bulk and it's these things that, you know, we remember that basically, you know, we're at the halfway point of the winter spring cycle, which, you know, for someone like me brings absolute, just super fuzzy joy into my heart because I fucking hate winter. Like, oh my God, like, don't get me wrong. It, it's like, I'm all about the snow around Christmas time and I'm all about the whole white Christmas thing but like come December 26 like please get the fuck out and like warm the fuck up because I hate getting all bundled up I hate going out in the slush and I need to move to like Florida or some shit like me and the husby talk about it all the fucking time but anywho um I'm just kind of rambling but so that's really what in bulk is about um you know so in bulk is some serious business and in bulk is uh you know one of the sabbaths that we celebrate so kind of you know wanted to give you a heads up on that and you know wanted to talk a little bit more about you know what it means and you know as we kind of go through you know and i keep you know putting out episodes when we do when we hit the sabbaths you know i'm gonna you know do episodes on a deeper dive into each one of them even though there is a whole um separate episode dedicated to them you know again it's very you know high level it's very you know let's just keep it you know 
kind of superficial and you know not delve too deep into things but you know as we get closer to them you know spend some time talking about them because it's really you know the only way you're going to learn and again it's you know not lost on me that i'm recording this on day where you know we're in the first quarter of the first you know moon cycle of 2023 so you know obviously bringing up what you know what type of spell work or what type of affirmation work is, you know, going to be enhanced at this time, you know, is something, you know, I would be totally remiss in if I didn't mention as well. Um, and that being said, you know, something to, you know, one remember is that, you know, just because we're in a certain moon phase doesn't mean you can't perform any type of spell. Um, you know, I, in my practice, have absolutely waited for certain times in certain phases of the moon, um, and certain, you know, things or even certain times of the year to perform certain spells because of, you know, just, you know, whatever I was trying to do. But, you know, there are also plenty of examples and plenty of times where I've just, you know, done a spell at, you know, any time of the year. In regardless of when it could have be it could be strengthened or you know anything like that so you don't don't think that you know you have to wait because you know you can practice it's more of think about you know the moon cycles and the time of year and everything like that more is kind of like a spell booster so it's kind of like you know like i said in the beginning if you're doing any if you think about you kind of have to stop and think about what the waxing moon from this point on means. So the moon is halfway full, okay? And, you know, we're it's going to keep growing. So it's going to keep going until the moon gets to be a full moon. So therefore, anything that has to do with, you know, growth, progress, movement, filling, you know, just anything really kind of like hit that thesaurus of, you know, the visualization of that, you know, white light moving across the moon and, you know, making it brighter and more of the moon being lit up and, you know, coming up to that full moon, you know, anything that really that symbolically represents, if you can find a word for it, that's the type of magic that would be basically enhanced right now. Um, but that's not to say that, you know, other types of magic wouldn't work. Now, you know, if you want to play around and, you know, you kind of want to see where, you know, that takes you, you know, then I highly suggest, you know, try a couple different spells at this time of year. Try something that's, you know, maybe not so focused on, you know, what could be enhanced through, you know, some moon magic and, you know, what could be and, you know, see kind of what the results are. Run a little like magical scientific experiment. But that being said, um, I kind of want to address something that I feel that I kind of need to talk about, um, and it's kind of serious, but I don't want to make it a thing. So with that being said, let me take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to address something. And that's all you're getting out of me for right now. All right, I'll be right back. Okay, so this is one of those moments where, like, I absolutely kind of love the fact that I became a podcaster because I can get really fucking real. And 
I'm going to get really fucking real. So I started listening to this new podcast um, and I'm not going to name drop um, because, you know, I don't believe in throwing anyone under the bus, um, but it has to do heavily with um, exorcisms and demonic possessions and, and, you know, this, that, and the other. And this is a topic that I absolutely am fascinated by. Um, and I always have been, you know, again, I've mentioned many times in my podcast, you know, I grew up a Roman Catholic. Um, you know, we all know that Catholicism and exorcism are intrinsically tied and, you know, th especially thanks to, you know, movies like The Exorcist and all that, like, you know, they will forever be intrinsically linked. Now, that being said, I want to throw out one of my favorite disclaimers um, in that, you know, I do not ever shit on anyone's religious beliefs. I do not ever diminish anyone's religious beliefs, and I would never um, diminish anyone's religious beliefs because you have a right to believe whatever the hell you want to believe. And just like I have the right to believe whatever the hell I want to believe as long as it's har not harming anybody. Um, so, you know, um, in cases like Scientology, you know, sorry, I'm totally on <laughs> Leah and Mike's side of there is some fucked up shit going on and that shit needs to be stopped. But I am not even I don't even consider Scientology a legitimate religion. So, you know, whatever. Fuck that. Um, but, you know, I'm talking, this is not a Catholicism versus Wicca versus Hinduism versus, you know, Buddhism versus Shintoism debate. Like, you know, um, this is just something that I feel that I kind of need to address because it is a crossover and it is kind of real. Um, and again, as someone who's kind of teaching ways this is something that is very important and we're going to talk about the concept of evil so unfortunately you know let's be real evil does exist in this world and we have seen as a society um one too many examples unfortunately of exactly what evil looks like and evil can take on many 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 shapes or forms um and, you know, it's hard to define what is something that is truly evil. So going back to this podcast, you know, that I'm listening to. And first of all, I want to say, again, if you have riddled out which one I'm talking about, I don't want any shade thrown at it or anything like that because I actually love the podcast and I listened to the first couple episodes and I was totally enthralled. I am subscribed. It is on auto download. I have listened to all the episodes. I am totally caught up. Like I am 100% a fan. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying anything about the content or anything like that, but it was mentioned, you know, a couple times, and, you know, this is a very strong Catholic belief that, you know, dabbling in things like the occult and Wicca are, you know, gateways into inviting in evil spirits and bad things into your life. Now, while this is a very stereotypical viewpoint and, you know, hearing it always makes me, you know, kind of like roll my eyes, unfortunately, stereotypes are real and stereotypes exist for a reason. 
Now, you know, this isn't to say, you know, run for the hills. Oh, my God. You know, everything that you've listened to uh, is like cursed you and, you know, evil has found its way into your home. And this podcast has cursed you and holy shit and blah, blah, blah. Like now I'm not saying anything like that. But what I'm saying is, is, you know, this is why, you know, every time, you know, I talk about going into a meditative state or I talk about meditation or I talk about, you know, practicing a spell or doing one together, you know, it's always for the greatest good harming none. And that harming none is always so critically important. Um, and one thing that, you know, I always say is, you know, you always want to make sure that you have some type of protective magic put into place before you do any type of spell work, because unfortunately, evil is real, evil is out in this world, and bad things can be invited in. Now, that all being said, you know, do I think that every bad thing that happens to someone is a case of evil spirits or evil possession or, you know, demonic possession or anything like that? No, not in any way, shape or form. But you do have to be aware that, you know, these things are real and these things do exist out in the world and you just have to be smart and you just have to protect yourself. If you do find yourself in a situation where say like you're in a meditation or you're in a magical state and you're performing a ritual or something and something just doesn't seem right or you know something that just doesn't feel right, you can stop at any time and you can cancel anything that's been done. Really all you have to do is create a cancellation affirmation of it and it can literally just be something simple as this spell is canceled you know you recite it three times so mode it be and boom you've you know untied all the work that you've done you know me personally the thing that i like to do especially when i'm doing tarot card readings or any sort of magical healing is i actually draw um white light invoking pentagrams all around the room that I'm in and basically almost kind of do what I call spider webbing of, you know, basically, you know, I'll draw one on each of the walls and then you know, I'll draw one on the floor and draw one on the ceiling and I'll kind of, you know, like pull them all and stretch them until they create this kind of like magical barrier. And then, you know, that way I know, you know, the room is protected. So therefore nothing bad or nothing untowards is going to make its way in. So just remember that, you know, when you're out there practicing, you know, th these things are real and these are some, these are things that you want to keep safe um, and you want to keep yourself safe from. Um, so, you know, again, the, the whole mentioning of the podcast and everything like that, it, like I said, it was not to be, be a commentary on like the beliefs of, you know, the Roman Catholic church or of Catholicism or anything like that. You know, I am actually a huge fan of this, um, stuff, you know, like I love, you know, real life exorcisms. I am a huge horror movie fan. So I even love like fake exorcisms, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, but you know, unfortunately it is real. It does exist. Like I actually remember a time, Oh God, it was probably like 30 years ago that the Catholic church had actually put out a call that like, they were going to bring lay people to Italy to like to Vatican city and train them to be exorcists because they didn't have enough priests who were exorcists. 
Um, and basically the demand for exorcism or the need was like so high that they were legit, like they were almost training like an exorcist squad and it was like, it was free. Like they would fly you over there. You were going to be in Italy for three years, you know, the whole nine yards. The only condition was you had to speak fluent Italian. And let me tell you, I had never regretted something so much in my entire life because I was like legit about to be like Rosetta stoning or whatever that hell we had back in the day like and learn italian so i could be a professional exorcist because let's be real how fucking cool is that like you know oh hey what do you do i'm a professional exorcist yeah <laughs> suck it i mean that, that just sounds fucking awesome but anywho i digress so you know again like i said this was not to be a commentary on the podcast um, it was just more of the podcast got me thinking and I realized that, you know, I had kind of never really addressed it. So it is something that I wanted to bring up and, you know, not to scare the shit out of anybody and, you know, don't want you running for the hills or anything like that, because there's absolutely no need to, you know, if you have been following along and doing the things that I say, and, you know, even though I encourage you to go out there and play and practice and, you know, Test your, you know, dip your foot in the water and, you know, see what new things you can find and, you know, explore because that is the only way you're going to learn. Just remember to keep yourself safe and just remember, you know, one small, you know, incantation or even like, you know, wearing a charm. Um, you know, like this is one of the reasons that I have the spell vile talismans, you know, um, and this is one of the reasons that I have the chakra stones for sale in the Etsy store. You know, um, you can easily use one of the talismans or you can easily use one of the stones as a protection shield. Um, you know, I, if you, if that's something that you were interested in, I would recommend either like the clear quartz or I would recommend amethyst, um, because both are highly related with psychic powers. Amethyst would be more related to the third eye chakra. So if it's more of like spell work and it's more of like, like esoteric work or like tarot card readings or things like that that you would want to protect, I would definitely go for Amethyst. If you're kind of looking for more of like a coverall where it's, you don't really need it for anything specific, but you just kind of want to know it's there and you kind of want to have it at all times, I would recommend the Clear Quartz, you know, and then we also do have um, a spell vile talisman that is a booster and it is also highly um, protective magic so it can be used to meditate with you know the crystals can always be charged by the light of the moon um, and again this is a perfect time for even charging crystals because they are you know of where we are in the moon phase so you know my sales pitch is if you have these things or if you're looking for these things you know again we sell them in the Etsy shop if you already have them there you know here's a few little tips and tricks that you can do to kind of enhance them right now um you know again charge them by the light of the moon because this is the moon phase that we're in and this is what they're for so you know if you so think of it this way if you were to say buy one of the spiral corded necklaces with the amethyst in it um if you did a quick spell saying that, you know, basically that anytime you wore this talisman, you know, it would 
protect you psychically, magically, you know, esoterically, whatever, you know, your specific term or whatever you are relating to yourself as. Um, it's kind of like a one-stop shop. Like once you consecrate it and once you kind of do spell work on it, until you cleanse it and until you change the intention of it, it still keeps running. Um, so, you know, it's super easy to, you know, just throw it on and, you know, go do your spell work and you kind of know that you have a magical barrier up again. Now, does that mean that you can always let down your guard? Absolutely not. You know, you still have to be smart. You still have to be safe. You know, again, unfortunately, evil does exist out in the world, you know, and this is why, you know, I always even say, you know, I will never, ever, ever even remotely touch dark magic or harmful magic because it's just, it's too big of a risk and it's something that I don't even want to touch. I don't even want to get close to. I don't even want to get, I don't even want to dabble with it because it's just better to keep it out of my life totally. And so far it has worked and I am just going to keep on keeping on. Um, so that being said, I hope this was a great episode for you guys. Um, it's probably going to be about a week before I drop another one, unless some um, magical inspiration hits me tomorrow, which you never know. Um, and yes, total, total dad joke, pun intended. I'm so happy if you caught it. And if you did catch it, you're learning to speak Xander and I'm so sorry. So that all being said, I hope you guys have an absolutely wonderful weekend. Um, enjoy this next cycle of the moon. Keep enjoying the fact that we are in the first moon phase of 2023 enjoy the fact that we are in the time of aquarius and most importantly enjoy the fact that you are growing every day you are more becoming the person that you were meant to be every day and have faith because your journey is going to be like no no one else's it is yours and yours alone and that in itself is fucking amazing have a great day and blessed be The Ethereal Path Podcast is hosted by me, Xander, and is owned by Ethereal Path LLC. You can find us on the web at www.ethereal-path.com. Don't forget the dash, it's super important. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Ethereal Path, and on Twitter as @etherealpathpgh. This is also our email address, etherealpathpgh at gmail.com. DMs are open on all of our platforms. The Ethereal Path Podcast can be found on all major podcasting platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. Our Etsy shop can be found under Ethereal Path PGH. Links can be found below and on our website. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. Every one of those clicks makes a huge difference. Thank you for listening, and blessed be.